0: Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Jade Holland has released two albums and she followed them last year with the completely infectious Oh My Heart. She now has a new single, Wild In Me, which is captivating in a different way and we're going to talk about it. Hello, Jade. Hey, Sophie, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you. Still listening to Oh My Heart constantly because it's such a great song, but also now listening to Wild In Me, which is a very different kind of song to that. It's slower and while just as heartfelt, it's a little more intense, I felt. So what's the story behind it?
1: Um. I think because I've never really written a love song. It's been something that I've struggled with many years now. I've um, never really sung a love song, I don't think. Um, I think because I've always kind of gone, like, I feel it, but I don't feel it. You know, it's never been deep in my bones kind of thing. And then, obviously, I met my now husband um, and we got married earlier on this year. And I think uh, a couple of months before that, you know, I was really going through, um, I think when you decide to get married um well I mean I personally just went through this whole whirlwind of like emotions like wow there is somebody out there that really does want to spend the rest of their life with me I never thought that day would come you know um and so I I think just putting all these you know feeling all these emotions and stuff I sat down with my friend Alice Fionn and I said hey I I want to write a song but I don't think I'm I don't think I can write a love song, you know, like I don't think because um, we we met, you know, I'm really blunt with this, but we met on Tinder. Um, we were pen pals um, at the because we met at the beginning of COVID. So we were pen pals for like almost three months before we met each other. So it was really nice to lay some really um, genuine foundations, whereas if like, you know, in previous things, um, previous dates and stuff I'd had, it's like it, it's Tinder, it's temporary, it's like snap and it's gone, you know. Um and so I said to I, I was telling Alice all of this and um, you know and and I really I said I remember saying that um I love that Chad encourages like the wild in me like he's like he doesn't hold me back he's like yeah if that's go and do it he's like get out of the house bugger off leave <laughs> he's like if that's what drives you go and do it and yeah. um and she started writing and started playing on the piano and and this kind of came about and it, it's almost like a backwards love song in a sense it's like you know um because he I I always thought when you found that one that the world would stop and you know like all the, the fairy tale stuff and it didn't it was like oh actually this guy is just he's just he's just there he's just perfect just there accepting of all my flaws all my craziness lets me be wild and and sometimes stupid and um and and I love that guy like it was just you know, it's like a penny dropping. Mm-hmm. But before that, I thought it was always going to be this um, like, well, just, you know, like blindsided by love, you know, and like the full fairytale movie scenes.
0: And and that doesn't, I don't think it happens that way. And so we wrote that. <laughs> Did you see what you were saying about not having done a love song before? Yeah, because you hadn't felt it the way you're feeling it now. But I'm wondering, as an artist, you know, who wanting to get, songs heard and onto radio things I would imagine you'd feel a certain pressure to write a love song because there are a lot of them around so were you feeling that pressure because again two albums that's a lot of songs to write yeah that is a lot of songs to write um
1: and I listen back to them and I go whoa I was real mad (laughs) not not for the dream wild album but um a lot of the mess with a girl like me album (laughs) leather and les Paul yeah um I didn't feel the Pressure, I don't think um my manager so I'm self uh, I have n- no label so I'm um an independent artist um but I work very closely with my manager and he really um encourages me to to make what my heart desires mm. um and um and he he's never really said you need a love song but he said it'd be nice to hear something a bit different <laughs> I'm like oh, okay I don't know what that entails but we'll figure it out and then I kind of came, we came up with this and I sent it to him and he was
0: like, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was also interested in the idea of wildness, the wild in you. And as you were saying, you know, your husband encourages that in you. Um, I would. There is cultural pressure though, I think, on women to not be wild. Uh, you know, yep. it's that if you feel like you want to run free and do different things, that it's something you should suppress or tame because it's not it's just not the done thing. So growing up as as someone who wanted to be a musician, who wanted to be a performer, these are these are wild things um, to certain people. Was that something yep. you thought you had to suppress?
1: No, no. Um, I have had to suppress that in previous relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my maybe like my first real relationship. He said to me, and I'll I'll never forget it because it's just it's a really good driving thing in me that just keeps me going. Because he said. I guess if you're not successful in three years, maybe we'll quit music and you can get a normal day job and we'll have children like the normal people do. And I said, oh, I guess probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, my my yeah. parents, yeah, yeah, bye. <laughs> um, like my parents, um, you know, we were we were raised on a on a little itty bitty farm where my parents knew nothing about the country living. They they moved from the city in in Sydney. And they bought five acres of land and they had a two-year-old daughter, you know, and they were like, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, my mum didn't know how to hold a gun, but we got taught because there was like feral pigs and snakes and goannas and feral cats and you name it. And we had to protect ourselves. But it was like my parents learned the hard way. They were like, went from, you know, Sydney traffic to the bush. And, you know, mum always just said, you just got to do whatever you, whatever you want to do if it makes you, if it brings you joy and and you've got a passion for it, then you've got to do it because if you don't, you'll be left going, oh, I wish I did that. Or, you know, uh, life could have been different if I did things, you know, the way my mom said I should, you know. And so I just, I don't know, she's always just really been encouraging. And I know she says to me, I live my life vicariously through you. And I'm like, okay. And that's because she didn't have the opportunities that, that we have, you know, or that I've had, you know, in my last 30 something years. So. Um, yeah I, I always I almost wanted to thank my ex because he said that you know because I was like yeah thanks mate like you just encouraged me to leave you chase my dreams and I went to Nashville and recorded my album and and I've continued on and I'm still playing shows and I'm just loving the whole experience of it you know and Chad he just he just goes, yeah, she's on an, she's off. She's gone to another show. Bye. <laughs> He's like, good luck, babe. Have a great time. I'm like, see ya. <laughs> You know? That's yeah. Fun. Well,
0: and also what you, you were, say so your ex and said, get a normal day job. Um, but even that concept of what is a normal job? I mean, if you're an artist and that's in you, <laughs> that is normal for you.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. This I, I've, I've questioned, I don't know if I'm the only artist that does it. Maybe. I I mean, I've spoken to my friend Tori Dark about it a few times, but if I was to change jobs, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't be happy. I would be so confused. And I think it would like, it would um, darken my light. Like it would dim my light, you know, and I would feel like I've lost something. You know, I quit music when I was 18. I quit it for one year. And it was probably the toughest year of my life. When I say I quit it, I cold turkey. I didn't listen to the radio. I didn't put on CDs. I didn't sing a note. I didn't pick up my guitar. And it was probably the hardest year of my life to date. You know, it was just um, I didn't feel me. I felt sad, you know, and I think if I was to um, quit music or, or try and be normal. I mean, like you said, so what is normal in this day and age? Nothing is yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all unique beings now. And we all do these weird, wonderful, unique jobs. I mean, we've got TikTok influences, we've got influencers. you know, I mean, that wasn't normal 10 years ago. That wasn't, nobody had heard of that like 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's no such thing as normal anymore. We're all normal in a sense. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around the idea of not listening to music for a year. I, I I couldn't fathom that.
1: No, it was um, it was after my big record deal went pear-shaped and and I, I had to step back and I had to just reevaluate everything. And I was in this relationship with this guy who wanted me to be normal. And um, and I it just didn't work for me. It just it was I, I'm glad I did it because i think it showed me the path that i'm supposed to be on and it really reinforced music for me but um it was yeah i was i'm I've always felt feel myself when I'm doing, when I'm playing music, listening to music, singing a tune, walking through the shops, dancing to music, you know, like I do that. And that's me feeling way at home. And then when I don't do music, it's weird. I mean, we went to Italy for our honeymoon and I still was sitting in the car, like having a concert featuring me. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, babes, but we're, I'm, you know, this is my jam today, okay? <laughs> you know, like I just, I I have to be doing something with music
0: because I don't know who I am without it. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. I completely understand. Um, now, going back to Wild In Me, your latest single, from what I was reading, you originally meant just to perform it at your wedding. You weren't going to share it with the wider world. So what prompted the decision to release it as a single?
1: Yeah, I, um, I fought long and hard about this because I didn't, uh, it was just too special to me not to share because I've always given, um, a big chunk of myself to my, my career and to, you know, um, I guess the people that follow me and that support me and things like that, um, because music's so personal. And so I was like, if I'm going to record this song and play it at the wedding, I feel like it was, it was, it would be unfair of me not to share it because it is a personal, such a personal thing for me. Um, and I'm really glad I did because so many people have come out. Um, I mean, i played it at so many shows, even just acoustic and people jump up with their husband or wife and just dance. And I was like, okay, you take me back to the wedding. I'm going to cry again, <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's so special, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to, I love that music brings people together. It's so special. And um, I'm really glad I shared it because I I just get to see that and experience that, and I'm I'm glad I didn't miss out on that.
0: Do you think it's the song of yours that's had the most connection with your audiences? Ah,
1: it's definitely,
0: definitely up there.
1: That's for sure. Um, yeah, if yeah, maybe it is. Actually, I haven't thought about that yet, but um, it's definitely up there. I know that for sure because I've just people messaging me, and and at the moment because I wanted to celebrate. love in general and it could be your love for your pet or your favorite sport or your wife or your husband or your kids or if you love cooking you know and so I did this little campaign on social media where I've asked everyone to send me through a five to ten second video of them doing something they love Mm. or or with their loved ones you know you could be I, I got some magical magical moments of just families and friends and and people you can just see the joy and happiness in their face and that's that's what it's about and so i'm so excited to kind of put that together as like a music video featuring everyone else not me and celebrating love <laughs> yeah it's just it's just a beautiful vibe you know i think you know we're still in a bit of a world at the moment where we we we're, we're in pain You know, Mm -hmm. we're in pain, the world's in pain. And I was like, we're like, we're dealing with all these things, like the news, the interest rates, blah, blah, you know, the list goes on. It doesn't end. And I was like, oh, if at at the minimum, if we can just share some love, Mm -hmm. you know, we can bring five seconds of happiness to somebody.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree. I think there is still quite a bit of pain out there. I, I think it is lingering from lockdowns and it's, it's, you know, for musicians, obviously there was actual career pain to get past. And, and so many of you have done that so incredibly and, just carrying on and releasing music. Yeah. But because as a musical artist, you are very much in contact with your audience. You know, they're sitting in front of you or they're contacting you on social media after listening to your song. It's a it's an art form that is very much immersed in the audience. So when you are sensing that the audience is feeling like that, there are people out there in pain who need things uh, and that you can provide um, joy entertainment but also solace and reflection do you then think about the sorts of songs you're writing and intending to record like are you thinking right well I think this may carry on for a few months so I'm actually going to look at what I'm releasing over the next few months and see if that can meet the audience where they are
1: absolutely absolutely um I I have a I'll, I'll give you a little sneak preview but um I've got a new song coming out later on um it'll be around um, it'll be maybe towards the end of this year or very early next year. And it's called Change. And it is very much about, we, we at the moment, it's like people think we need millions of dollars to change someone else's world. And it's the, li- we've forgotten all the little things, like opening a door for somebody, like the, the very simple little things, or, you know, um, somebody drops something on the ground, you pick it up. Like, it's like, we're scared we're scared of helping other people these days because we're like, Oh, I don't, I don't have any money. I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. Like, and so the change is simply about that, remembering the little things and Hey, like, I mean, if I can help you by carrying your shopping bags, I'm so, that's what takes two minutes out of my day. It doesn't hurt me. You know, it's I'm not, I'm not losing time anywhere else. Like, I mean, it's just the little things that we can do to help bring some joy back into the world. You know, if we remember those little things um, and we don't need millions of dollars to make a difference. That's where I found, like, I was like, I wrote it with Caitlin Shadbolt and Tori Dark and we were, um, me and Kate were in the room together and Tori was on Zoom, again, a COVID songwriter. Mm-hmm. And we were just sitting there thinking like, what? why does everyone think we need dollars to make things better? I mean, given if we could hand out a million dollars to everybody in the world, I'm sure it'd make things better. But it'll also make things, money doesn't bring joy. Money doesn't bring happiness. Money doesn't buy you love, you know. Like we think we can buy all these things in the world and it will bring us joy, but it will bring us joy for all of five minutes and then it's, oh, yeah, I bought that jet ski, that's cool. You know, like um, because we're in a bit of a world where we think, oh, we're on to the next best thing in such a hurry. And I was like, well, why don't we go back to the basics, they're, they're so small holding a cafe door for someone, honestly, even just smiling at a random stranger. Um, we're so scared to do it these days, cause we're worried, like, what's that person going to think of us? I'm mm. like, but it's such a small thing that used to bring so many people joy.
0: Yeah. So given that, um, as an artist, you are providing joy, um, creating joy for others, uh, you know, that comes at an energetic cost, I guess you need to keep your well filled. So what do you do to bring yourself joy?
1: Yes. So I work on this on a regular basis because I can tell you, it, I mean, I'm sure everyone experiences it, but it is, it's can be really draining, um, not draining bad. It's just, you give so much of yourself that you need to really rein it in when you get home and bring bring yourself back up to 100%, you know, fill your cup back up and then you can go out and fill other people's cups. So me, um, I get home on a Sunday night or a Monday morning from shows and I literally, um, I will pamper myself. Um, that brings me joy. And then I will probably spend, I kid you not, at least like two or three hours doing something really mind-numbing. Something that doesn't, I don't have to think about it, whether I'm just sitting on the couch watching a really silly show, playing with my dog, going just going for a push bike ride, just where I just clear my head. Um, I don't look at my emails. I don't look at my phone. Um, I will sometimes even not sing unless something comes to me and then I'll be like, okay, I've got to write this down. Can't miss a good writing opportunity. Um, But I will just try and focus on me for a few hours. And that generally I find will bring me back up to, to at least 95% and then I've got the rest of the week to work on getting me to 100% before I go back out again. But I think it's really important. Um, I used to go, go, go. Like when I was younger, I would be sometimes playing four or five nights a week, you know, if I wanted to, and I didn't think that it would um, weigh on me as such. And then I think after, maybe after I started turning, like after I turned 25 or something, I was like, whoa, this is hard work. And I haven't thought about me for a very long time. And I started to do that because it's, it's important. It's so important for our mental health. Um, but I actually think, uh, you know, like, cause if your brain is drained or your heart is drained, your body is going to be brought down. So you just need to build yourself back up, get yourself back to hundred percent and then keep going. Mm-hmm
0: quite apart from which is, yeah, it's good for your voice because the voice is a reflection of your state of mind and and your Mm -hmm. state of physical health is that, you know, in order to sing however many songs you sing in a set, yeah, you've got to take care of that. And that's my segue to ask you a technical question about singing. Yeah. Because I'm curious about what happens as a singer when you approach different sorts of material. So for a song like Wild In Me, which is closer to the listener in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you channel a different version of you than on Dream Wild, for example, just to use a song with the same <laughs> word in it because that's a different vibe for lack of a better term. So, yeah, technically what goes on? Absolutely. Um, so when we were recording Wild in Me,
1: um, I was recording with my friend Sinead and we we ran through one take and, you know, it was, it was good. It was just, yep, yeah, that's a nice take. And then she was like, okay, no, no, you, now you need to, you need to dig deep. And she's like, I want you to think about. So initially we started out, she was like, I want you to think about all those heartbreaks, all those people that broke your heart. And all those times you cried over a boy that was just, you know, we were just young and dumb, but she was like, channel that. And then think about the fact that you found Chad and he wants to spend the rest of his life with you. Um, through all your crazy times and everything. And it kind of brought me to tears. Like I was starting to sing the first line and I was, and we were really close to the microphone and we were trying not to channel so much of a singing voice. It was more trying to talk through uh, me telling somebody that I met, I, I met the one. And, right. um, you know, I, I can admit that previously I I wasn't really in love with these people. I I thought I was, but I wasn't, you know. And then you started to build on that that kind of talking type voice and telling a story into like feeling this, you know, feeling the emotion through through song, I guess, for lack of better words. And um, and then we started to kind of, and then we started to sing it. But she wanted to get like, hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you a really important story here, and we've got to get really close and personal, and it's go dig deep. So it was it's hard because I'm not a very good um, in front of a camera. I'm not a good actor. I'm super awkward. I'm super weird. And then sometimes I find myself in a studio feeling like um, I've got to um, act. And that's why that, and Sinead knows me very well. And she was like, no. So I want you to think about all those people that broke your heart and then think about the fact that you just found this guy that really wants to be with you forever. And forever's a long time. And she's like, and and how does that make you feel? And she's like, and tell me in the microphone, in a really intimate personal story, how how this makes you feel. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's it's like um there's a psychology behind it. And she knows me really well. She knows how to get that that point. She's like, you need to get in there, get sad, and then get real happy about it. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> what it's an like reverse psychology! Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's and I'm glad I asked because I can hear that in your voice, and that's why because you know, listening to that song compared with uh, your other songs, uh, the Sinead. You're been talking about a Sinead Burgess with whom you wrote "Oh My Heart." Mm-hmm. So listening to that song, was like there's something else going on here. So yeah. Um, she's yeah, she's clearly good at being an in studio manipulator of your emotions. Oh, it's it, and
1: and I wouldn't have thought of that. You know, I filmed, I re- not filmed, I recorded the vocals for fight for it in, our, in my little home studio that I've got downstairs um, because we're in the middle of COVID. And I remember singing it through and I went, Oh, okay, cool. And then I listened to it and I was like, Oh yeah, this is what, what producers um, really get paid the good dollars for. I was like, Jade, you've got to, you've got to kick some butt here. Like this is, you got to fight for it. Like really get in there. So I remember kind of telling myself and talking myself through like my mental health um, experiences and things like that. And when I was really like struggling when I was 21 and my record deal just went pear-shaped and how um, kind of angry and upset and scared and frightened and everything, all those emotions that it made me feel, but I came out of it going, well, that's not going to end me. I'm not done. I'm not finished with this. And And it made me really like angry and hungry. And so here I was (laughs) literally talking to myself in the studio. I'm like, no, mate, you've got to do that again. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, get serious, you know? And so I was really having to, it's easier when there's somebody else there to help guide you, but when you go do it yourself, I mean, I take my hat off to these producers to be able to come up with the, the way of thinking to get a singer to get into that. You know, um, some people find it really easily and I I, I I, don't think I do because it, especially like Wild in Me was such a personal song. I was like, oh, now really I'm sharing it. I'm sharing it. You've got to share it. Say it out loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they've already given us a glimpse into what's coming after this particular song. There is another song on the horizon, but I imagine you're also looking ahead to some further releases. Have you been writing quite a bit with Sinead? Or I mean, you mentioned writing with Tori and Caitlin, but are there other people you've been writing with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm hoping I've got a songwriter coming up with Alice again very soon. Um, and um, Tori and I, we I mean, whenever we get together, we're, we're trying to bust out a few tunes and stuff. So we've been writing a fair bit, which is really exciting. And I've got a few more writes with Shinny coming up. Um, and I've got a couple of extras on the horizon that I, I won't say too much about just yet, but I'm very excited about it. I really I had big hopes to have an album out this year, but I don't think it's the right time. Um, so um instead, that's why I just I thought, well, let's work on, you know, the Wild in Me single. Um, I've got another song coming out at the end of this year, um, and early next year. And I wanted to make, you know, like a um a fan-based kind of music video, celebrating love. And and I just wanted to focus really on, on that actually because an album can, it's it, that's a whole year ordeal, sometimes 18 months. And I was like, I don't want to leave these few really important songs that I've got coming up to the wayside. I really want to focus on them. So that's what I've done. I decided to go that
0: way. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing the new songs. In the meantime, we have Wild in Me and Jade as ever. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you, Sophie. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.